0: Hello and welcome to the Brighton Rock Podcast preview episode of the Spurs game. Coming up, the midweek rescheduling of the game postponed earlier this season. And to celebrate it, I've got together with my neighbour, an 82-year-old gentleman by the name of Mike Cotton, who is a lifelong musician. He's worked with some pretty interesting people. He's a Spurs fan as well, so we pop down the local cafe to have a chat. And here is that interview, which forms this preview special. I uh, hope you enjoy. So yes, I'm now joined by my neighbour of twenty years who's a Spurs fan Mike Cotton welcome to the podcast Mike how are you doing? I'm
1: doing fine you look like you're doing fine yourself so it's
0: good (laughs) certainly am especially all the more for seeing you Uh, we're in the local cafe just pop down the road for a a little coffee and um, we're speaking on Monday ahead of the game against Spurs for the Albion on Wednesday and we'll talk about the game in a moment Um, but first of all we've got to get your background As, as a Spurs fan tell us about where it all started for you where you're from and all that sort of stuff
1: well it started when uh, I was probably about four or five, I lived in—I was a, not born in time I was born in Hackney, but uh, in the Salvation Army home. Which yeah. I'm sure that most of the kids of, of my age around that area was born in the same place. <laughs> um, and. Uh, I, I knew about this, the ground down the road because my father was uh, in the home guard at the time and uh, he was the captain of the home guard team. And somewhere lurking at home I got a picture of him on the first ground and captain <laughs> in you know, the posing photograph of the, the winning uh, home guard side. Anyway, from there on um, I flew in a few years to so about 1947 when my mother's youngest brother was the mob from the army he was a, a red cat you know a, a military policeman and um he's got home he's a man's first man and uh, he took me to a game which was a uh, commentary city we were playing i can still remember that and i can still remember the scores 2-1 we won it now, I never saw any of the goals because I was down on the ground and all I saw it was the arse of these dumb mob suits. So. <laughs> and he'd lift me up to see them all going back to the centre line shaking heads. Pretty, so, But I was sold and uh, my, one of my cousins who lived up around the Keynes Spurs, he was about nine he's the older than me, he said, oh, I'll take you to the ground and we used to go in the boys' enclosure for nine paint old money. So that's what was that? About? eighty or something yeah. in today's money, and um, that is it? I was it all sold? Then yeah. we got promoted. We won the league in two seasons and amazing.
0: I thought, oh, this is all right. <laughs> it's been downhill since. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I can only dream of, of my team winning the league, the league. But uh, I mean, that's right, because Spurs were in the Southern League at one point, weren't they? Well, probably for yeah. years. That was before you were there. Yeah. Yeah. You probably gathered from the time scales involved. Well, oh, yeah, I'll tell you, that'll be great. Thanks very much. Know, we'll Perfect, end. great, cheers.
1: Why
0: I'll more. Yeah, we're just just getting our coffees in. Um, yeah, you probably gather from the timeline stuff that um, Mike's been talking about here that um you go back away, you are actually the grand age of eighty two, is that right? Oh no. You're you're the age of eighty two now, aren't you? So born in thirty nine. So we're so that's the sort of era we're talking about. You're talking about immediate post war when oh, you were going amazing. to gang. Yes, yeah. this is after the Second World War. I mean, um, what, what, was, what was it like going to... Football in that era, I mean, you mentioned about the prices and not be able to see anything, obviously being a young man trying to trying to look between legs or whatever. Um, but what was it like, for the football experience, the actual culture of going to the game?
1: Oh, well, I mean, we used to walk to the game. I lived about um, oh, a quarter of a mile from the Spurs ground.
0: Yeah. And
1: my infant school and, and junior school... Was in King's Road, which is immediately opposite Park Lane. Yeah. so that was about two
0: hundred yards. From oh, there. wow! That really is close. It? When, yeah.
1: when I went to senior school, I went to Tottenham Grammar School, which is in White Hart Lane. <laughs> I yeah. couldn't support anybody else, could I? No, no,
0: absolutely. You're probably really
1: probably our best ever manager. Yeah. He lived right opposite in Creighton Road, which uh, overlooked our store. Oh, <laughs> blimey. So yeah.
0: he was living, literally, he was well, living he right, on the walk ground. Yeah. Walkable. In a, in a, that's Bill Nicholson. Yeah,
1: in a semi <laughs> detached house, yeah. you know, nothing flat. <laughs> one of the best managers i <coughs> ever, ever been. Yeah. yeah, great. And I saw him actually play. He was still playing for the Spurs team, the mm. number four. <laughs> yeah. And uh, in... Uh, up to about 1949 I think hung his boots up and then into the, yeah. the, the other side of it
0: yeah. um, what, what was it like seeing your team win the league title For, was, was that their first time I, I don't know the um, history of fans
1: yeah we went straight up from the certain division yeah. which we won and we won the league mm-hmm. and then it was a s- slow decline through the 50s until Boone Nick came along in about 58, yeah, and then um, started to get the team together. And uh, then the, the 60s was probably the best I'll ever see a football team.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, they were great.
0: And that, that's the golden era, isn't it, actually? Isn't well, they? for us, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: I mean, we won the cup three times and the league, so, yeah. and the first English club to win a European cup, albeit. Yeah, the European Cup um, winner's cup, or whatever that was. I don't know what they call it now, but... Uh. Yeah, who you knows?
0: They change yeah. every minute, don't That's they? Right, yeah. Um, I, my, my earliest memories, I suppose, are actually when we were in the top division last time around, 79 to 83, and you guys were up there as well. You, in fact, you got up the year before yeah. us, we had a bit of a, a grunt against you because you guys were that, that well, Southampton we game, do you remember? Yeah, it
1: was a little bit of
0: a <laughs> yeah. yeah. uh, That was actually the year before I started yeah. going, so I don't remember that. But I've heard much about it since. Yeah, um, so yeah, I think we there's more we had more of a grudge against Southampton, I think, cause, uh, that's well, the uh, local the
1: South Coast, South yeah. Coast, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: But I mean, so yeah, we followed you up, and you were one of the first teams I remember seeing play at uh, the Goldstone. I think maybe my second or third game mm-hmm. ever was against yeah. you guys <laughs> and uh, you know we're talking that this era was by this point just getting towards the Hobble era and Archie Bald and all those yeah. sort and of players amazing team then as well where, where do they rank for you are they sort of the next best after the 60s well I, I've always
1: thought the best top of the always had an outstanding centre forward yeah I mean in in the uh, early days we had Len Duke I when I started what he was uh, Island, uh, and, uh, a Channel Islander and fabulous just a natural centre forward you know yeah. you have to bump you know <laughs> and those the balls were heavy in those days you know yeah. and and uh, we yeah. used to ask teams to send the ball over with the race on the other side. So I didn't, <laughs> and then then in in the fifties we, we had various people, but Bobby Smith came along. Yeah. And we actually got him from Chelsea, you know to pick the pocket and of course Jimmy Greaves came up I saw Jimmy Greaves first play, he yeah. was playing for Chelsea
0: brilliant cheers thanks, All right. thanks. he just arrived thank you cheers he was
1: playing for Chelsea and um, it was a 1-1 draw and he's, he equalised for Chelsea in the last minute he dribbled <laughs> right, right in front of him, he was, behind the, he was behind the goal Yeah. he must have dribbled past everybody twice <laughs> with <twice>. this <laughs> you know. And
0: uh, two years later, he was a Tottenham player. Yeah. Bobby yeah. well, Smith, of course, did end up at the album eventually. He was a Brighton in the later days. It's something to do with the rumours are that he had gambling debts all over the place, and we I think we had agreed to take them on. and
1: gambling,
0: I Yeah, oh. and we, I think we got him on a, a reasonable wage, yeah, um, in the latter part of his career, but because he, he had all these gambling debts, sell, <laughs> so I the paid. Um, yeah, but one of one of um, our ex neighbours actually from the neighbouring block old uh, John, you might remember, he's no longer with us, passed away a few years ago, but he Good he was, yeah, uh, he, he knew he's He was a player, yeah, mm, yeah. Yeah, mm, yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah, but. Um, but yeah, so, yeah, uh, it's uh, interesting times. Um, I'll ask you about the modern era and about the game coming up later on. I'm going to pause to eat this uh, sandwich. Right. And I've got to right. ask you about what you did for a living as well in a moment, which oh. uh, people, well, I think, will find interesting. Right, so we've um, soon to be, I've filled myself now with uh, my lunch, <laughs> so we're back We're back in the room. <laughs> um, so Mike, we were talking about the football side of things, let's talk about your, your backgrounds and what you what you did for a living. Um, well, I, it's rather interesting, I think.
1: <laughs> well, I was an apprentice at a big kem- uh, electrical company, and uh, while I was there, we used to play cards in the lunchtime, mm. and my other chap said, uh, I took the pot, and he hadn't got enough money, so if, he owed six quid, so he said, "I haven't got six quid." I said, "Well, you owe it to me." He said, "I've got a trumpet." <laughs> I said, "Oh, that'll do." And uh, I got the trumpet. and About a week later, he said, "I've got the money now, so now I'm keeping the trumpet." <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad I did because uh, that was about 1958, and uh, I'm still well, bloody thin now. You know, it's a uh, 2022, oh God.
0: Have you literally got the same trumpet? Oh, no. <laughs> that would be <been> brilliant.
1: <laughs> I've lost a few, trodden on a few, had some stolen, but uh, yeah. they, they do wear out. It's not like a steady violin. Hmm. I'm sure there's one or two trumpets around that have been used, but... Uh, hmm. I mean, mine are, uh, my trumpet is 50 years old and I've got three cornets which are uh, between 30 and 20 years old so I haven't got a new horn let's say, and a a frugal horn as well, that's all I know, 30 or 40 years
0: old and um, in terms of music, a of time of playing music, you've made a career of it? Well, yeah, and, that's fair. Uh, and you've done. You, I came
1: pro in uh, August, um, what was it, 1960. And uh, I'm more or less selling my time now, you really, know, because I guess i certain certainly going I can't charge around like I used uh, to. But up until about seven or eight years ago, I was uh, working for that all the time. Yeah. So yeah. I'm very happy very about cool. that. Good luck.
0: So you,
1: you formed, so you started your own band yeah, and went, went cool. in through that way, was it? Yeah, well, I joined the band, and um, the agent said, that, Well, the band's pretty really good, but the band leader's got to go, if you're going to get anywhere So the band first said, Well, you played Trump, Italy, the trumpet lead the tune, you take it over, which yeah. was a bit, a bit of a shock to the system. But uh, <laughs> um, I was just running in them all the way through. I never took any more money or anything like that. But, uh, I was just responsible for the musical policies, so that was my game.
0: So what, what were the names of the bands and... and, and I had the jazz, Mike Cotton Jazz first of all. We had, uh, Mike, Mike Cotton Jazz Band? Jazz yeah. Jazz Band, yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. And then we became uh, the White Cotton sound when we started to do um, more commercial work. Mm-hmm. And uh, that stayed up until 1970, when all we went our separate ways. We started the band with more or less the same guys for about three years. There was a heavy rock thing with brass and that called Satisfaction. It's probably my more satisfied with that band than I was
0: with all the others.
1: <laughs> but um, uh, when that folded up, um, I got a job working in a big musical company and with... Uh, Harold Davis and all these cats that were top to the, the musical the hierarchy in those days. Yeah. And, uh, um, oh, I don't know how it happened, but, uh, I'd known the kinks, from, they lived up the road to us, so I knew them from American Inception. So, um, uh, one day I bumped into one of them and they said, We want some glass on our new album. What's it, can you get it? Band for that, I said, yeah, of I can. So we went and recorded this album called "The Muzzle Hill Days"
0: with them, which is a pretty famous it's one of their albums right, as well.
1: Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. And uh, thought no more of it. We all got our session fees, and about six months later, I got a phone call: "We're going to America. Can you come to America?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, All right. <laughs> it was
0: twisted my arm there.
1: So we got three of the guys to come, and we—it was incredible because we played um we went to Buffalo first of all. Well, it's the first time I've ever in America. We were in New York for two days. And then we flew up to Buffalo and then we did, um, what's the, name of what's the famous opera house? <laughs> uh,
0: Opera City. Well,
1: no, it's not, oh god, I should sure uh, have hmm? written Or Callus? Maria
0: Callas, Something like
1: that? No, no, it, the building. Old oh, um,
0: building? Uh, in? In New York. Oh, uh, Madison, it's Madison oh, no, Square Garden. That's right.
1: Madison Square Garden is a bigger like, really, yeah. It's, it's, it's the... the other one.
0: Yeah, that's right. Anyway, well, right whatever it is. we might come back to it in a moment. But yeah, so you, you're going up and going to these great venues.
1: Yeah, playing with the Kings. That's <laughs> right. And uh, at the end, I was, we we're all due to fly back. And uh, the manager came and obviously said they want you to come over to Los Angeles with us. Yeah. So can you come? And I said. Yeah, the right. the other guys. <laughs> then one of them actually said, well, oh, I can't. I've got to be back. Right. So we, we said, oh, we can get somebody in in Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah. So over uh, we went. We had a week off. the was <laughs> before we did the three gigs there. And, uh,
0: Wonderful was, times. Yeah.
1: So that was it. So, and I spent the next uh, three years with, with the kids, so. yeah, yeah. And uh, But the problem for me was that they only do the a certain amount of work a year. They've never, say, three weeks in February and the next part was in May when they do a tour and, you know, it's all touring. And I got off a new job here at a car network called Ackerbilt. And I spent 18 years there. <laughs> this is from <laughs> <prominent. laughs>
0: Ackerbilk, yeah, yeah. yeah. just so uh, my uncle's favourite musician, actually, my yeah. recently departed yeah. uncle, he's yeah. got to a grand old age of 93 and passed away last year, and yeah. they, had, uh, they had that playing at his uh, funeral, actually, yeah, That's so, right. so he, would, he would have loved that story, yeah, Ackerbilk. Uh, yeah.
1: yeah, anyway, I did 18 years with him, yeah. then I went freelance for about 20 years, but Towards the end of After's uh life, you know, we don't know this, but uh, the regular comic weapon was of Italian extraction, he was getting a lot of work in Italy. So Morris did most of his last gig. In fact, I played his very last gig.
0: Yeah,
1: I was on his last gig. Uh, right. and, yeah, and uh, so I, I suppose it's stretched over about 30 years of my association with him.
0: And you've come across many other talents. I mean, you've mentioned on previous socials over well, yeah, now. Yeah,
1: when, people I, when you've I come into contact with yeah. Um, I mean, when we, when we were a jazz band, we used to fight the Cavern Club in Liverpool. Yeah. And we'd often have a, a band of young sort greasers, of, you know, Greece, Asia, called the Beatles, <laughs> So we knew them when they cracked it. Yeah. And uh, I think I remember we really did the Beatles Christmas show in the, which is now the, 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 the what's it called? It's just in the atmosphere. Oh, yeah.
0: We, Apollo is it now? now, yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. We, we did uh, their Christmas show there and I had to get an album for Paul McCartney and things like that. Did, uh,
0: yeah. things them, yeah. oh, so you worked on an album for Paul McCartney?
1: Yeah, he was with mm-hmm. And we did it yeah, for Mary, Mary Hopkins and he produced that yeah. first. Um, Which he,
0: album was that then? Oh, well, I don't know. I That's one of the earlier things,
1: was it? Before, oh, no, no, that, that was in yeah. probably 1968 yeah. when they, they were branching out, doing their own, yeah. own thing. But uh, so, so t- we bump into them all the time, you know, in, in various places. And because we've known them since they were good, you know. They, they were really, like John Lennon, I mean... Even the guitar players you'd be sitting in a quarter for hours talking about this, that and the other, you know, it was a great brilliant.
0: Brilliant. And I mean so picture the scene. So you were playing the cabin Club as one of the main sort of uh
1: Well, well, in those days, you know, you go regular actors. We used to work six to seven nights a week all over the country. And uh but we I mean, used to probably say a text in the Melody Maker and people
0: would say, how do you
1: do all that? And it was just like getting off of work. Yeah, it? just travel about. <laughs> yeah. I don't so, know any different, you know. So, so, when you didn't get did. gigs, you, you were lost. You did not want to do it so. yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, you'd
0: be there regularly, once every couple of weeks or something. You'd be there with it, roughly the cabin club. Oh, no, no, but, less um, I mean, frequently.
1: yeah, well, it's a yeah. big country, and, you know, you go, yeah. so you go out all to Scotland over. and do, oh. you do the big cities and, uh, yeah. and lovely lots of rural work as well, you
0: yeah. know, yeah. basically never heard of Yeah, I uh, mean, yeah.
1: well, that, that, in some ways, is a, oh, the well,
0: nicest bit of it, isn't well,
1: it? Well, I saw Britain, yeah. um, not through the eyes of a tourist, you know, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. just a working guy, you know, going around. I mean, it was marvellous, you know, you to places where you really love and you said, oh no,
0: I'm gonna go And I suppose people didn't get around that, that, that much, that far afield within the country, did they, I well,
1: suppose? No, no, I mean, typical... people were to get cars, I mean, it was still pretty like that, so you never travelled yeah. great distances and, uh, you know, in those, uh, uh, even the smaller towns had their own uh, sort of entertainment set up going on. They yeah. have a theatre. They had a club, you know, whatever. And all the houses did the same thing open tour and that was and it worked there wasn't anything like discos in those days. So this is different, normal live
0: music in places, yeah. you know. Yeah, that's it, yeah, the tradition was just all the, the live music. Yeah. So so just to picture the so you were doing uh, all these venues, and you mentioned to me before the Cavern Club, and you said that the Beatles were actually the interval acts. Yeah, uh, between... so that's how they started out, <laughs> you know. So, so, uh, so they've technically supported you. Oh,
1: well, <laughs> <eight> years, <right?
0: laughs> Which is an uh, amazing I mean, claim yeah. to fame, I have to say.
1: Well, you yeah, know, I mean, I was like... Yeah. the craft house really <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly the nicest place in yeah. fact they built another one and I dare to get into it you yeah, yeah. it is a famous place yeah. but you know I suppose
0: it's probably not that surprising in that industry you've all come across all the all of the big names well, and it's
1: just. I mean I, I used to do a lot of backing work for artists you know Yeah. for years uh, when Gene Pitney was in his country he got my band Gene Pitney yeah, yeah. and uh, I've got a lot of American soul artists yeah. Solomon oh. Burke um, uh, Lee Dorsey and we my biggest disappointment was we were supporting, uh, Aretha Franklin. Witnesses, my band was on the act, uh, as a start-up thing. and then yeah. she'd come on and do the show. And she came over with an American band, a 15-piece orchestra, right? Mm. And, uh, it must have been, somebody had gone down the local branch of the Music system, Systems and booked 15 guys, because oh. when they got to like them, they were terrible. And she came up and begged us to. to back her. She said, "I oh, love your band. I, I said, "We'd love to do it, but we've all of the union."
0: Yeah, oh, and, yes, uh, yeah, And
1: I said, "And she, I, I said, don't worry. Be all right. The manager was there with her. Anyway, I, when the when the boys were singing, I said we 'We couldn't do it. We couldn't do it.' You know. Yeah. Anyway, in all all fairness." <laughs> The band did get it together in the end, but it took a long yeah. time, a small day, you know. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. they did a sterling job in the end, but, uh, oh, they did lots of it, don't
0: they? those, I mean, yeah. once you mentioned you did work with, Solomon, yeah. B. Dorsey, greatness, I love soul music, oh, yeah. it's great. Um, oh, he was tremendous. Nice I mean, course.
1: that old quiet man, just sit in the corner, yeah. and get up and <laughs> do it, holy cow. <laughs> <laughs> Really, and the other one I must mention is, is James Brown oh. because he was my favourite like, when I first got into that scene I got a whole pile of records and the band was just superb and this guy had given it in you know. Europe. and they came over and we got the job of supporting them and um, we play our little set you know and we were a pretty good band you know we, we, we you know like that you know no. uh, but this bank I am not know they dynamite they were all dancing and square oh, yeah. at the same time and we just anyway well, this guy come and say "Mr. Brahma, like right, to see you so I went up to his thing and said sit there and have a dance we're we'll sat there and yakking we'll for that half an hour you yeah. know <laughs> and uh, they said, "Come down and play with my band." So all those guys, we all drove in <laughs> and beat down on the stage. And what an incredible plane to yeah, play! That's
0: brilliant to play for them. And he
1: was—he was so good. You know, mm. I mean, I, I've heard Celtic, you know, he could be a bit of a taskmaster. Oh, Okay. Uh, but I can understand it because
0: he—he was
1: absolutely the show was absolutely flawless. You know, yeah. I mean, you see him expectedly like that.
0: You know, I mean, yeah, I mean he's a showman, and he wants everything else to be like that as yeah, well. It was, it
1: was a show. You know, yeah, I mean, no, not, yeah. you don't see the movie blues or even the Beatles. They're there playing, they're, they're, yeah, they're there. This band yeah. are playing better, better out, but this band is
0: still awesome, and
1: and all the band as well. Yeah, yeah.
0: you know,
1: it was something else. Yeah.
0: It. And I've got, to, I've got to ask you about um, some others you mentioned before that you've come across. I've, I've got to ask you about uh, what was it? Tom Jones and some fish and chips. Oh,
1: this is absolutely <laughs> true.
0: Uh, one of the artists that
1: I've, I've about was uh, P.J. Proby. Oh yes, and uh, he was absolutely the biggest thing since sliced bread. You know, <laughs> uh, and we, we were backing him, and I mounted my band. on three trumpets, uh, three saxophones, two trombones, a big band and uh, we rehearsed it and it, we got it off yeah. and, and Jim was he was lovely, quite a lovely quiet man just stand there and look, yeah that would be fine we never knew what we were going to get because we do not you know we don't seen it on television or yeah. whatever the first night we were playing at Lewisham Town uh, Cinema a great big auditorium yeah. big wide studio we got all the band set up and uh, we start this riff and this thing we we'll turn on your love nothing happened and hand came out in the spotlight. And he came out, and suddenly, about a thousand girls rushed to start. All the music went live and <laughs> He couldn't play another note. It was chaos for about half an hour. You know, we had to start packing all the way. Oh, I've got to three it through here. It was chaos for so that went through time. But it was, we got it together, and it, it lasted three days. And, uh, he started to split his trousers, and in those days that was, he went on his wife runs, and they weren't in the best condition. Oh yeah. I mean? <laughs> And they pulled the curtain on him, and, uh, we played the next day on a Sunday, and the Lord's observance Day, and there, and as soon as he moved that on, the curtains came down, and that was it. Yeah. So. We could only do gigs in town halls after that. So yeah. this tour of Sheffield and Newcastle. Yeah. And God bless him, he turned up, yeah. he came on in a boiler suit. But it was so depressing. We carried on that tour and we didn't know what was happening. Suddenly this greasy old corner van turned up and all these yeah. greasers turned okay. up. And yeah. the, it was, who's this? Oh, it boat British in PJ Crowley. Oh, it's Tom Jones. Oh, yeah. So, just, well, you don't know who he is?
0: We just, no, just, we didn't know.
1: No, no. No, I no. didn't know him, you know, I mean, yeah. he wasn't known at all. But, uh, but he got, had a record that's just bubbling. English. Anyway, they came out, and the four brothers had got no money, nothing. They'd come from the valleys and we were in Plymouth. So, it's probably about 40 miles across from here, all the way up to Lidney and come all the way back down to the... And they were all brassic lent. they've got no money whatsoever. So we, I lent them a fiver to go and get fish and chips. And I became a nice Tom Jones. Oh, and throughout the tour, you know, the record went up to number one and uh, it was away.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Mean, good luck getting a, f- a fiver's worth of fish and chips even just for yourself nowadays. That'll oh, over no, a whole I mean, band.
1: I was about one nine pence of things and I, mean, I had enough to yeah. get a gallon of fish or whatever. But, uh, well, there, there is you know, we toured with him again and he had a good band out for him. Then, but he never forgot that. because we I went to see Tina Turner and the gig and suddenly a bottle of the best the PSOP brandy that in the and uh, you see Mr Jones and uh, I've uh, got this
0: today <laughs> hey, that's my nah, it's, it's good he's not forgotten I, fr- yeah. I think people appreciate that don't they yeah. um, before we wrap up on the music side and we'll get your opinions on Spurs a couple of the very quick ones about um, music as well you also told me you've had a couple of people who were potentially trying out for your band um, didn't didn't work out but they turned out to be rather famous names well yeah <laughs> I suppose Elton John must be
1: the uh, most no I. I had no. keyboard player have got the yeah. job with the animals yeah. and um, the one of the animals guy uh, didn't like flying and they oh, were yeah. going to America so Dave so got the job with them so I was looking for a keyboard player and uh, I got all these, you know, So there's a young kid called uh, Red Flight. Uh, he'll meet you a uh, wood green Tube station. Oh yeah, all right, so I go to the car and there's nobody there, you the know, sort of tubby bloke with a sort of a pair of whiskered trousers in a ginger sports.
0: Copy yeah.
1: him. <laughs> Went round the block. We did it three times. The only guy that was standing there was him. So I thought are you ready? Yeah. Oh, you better get in then. So yeah, so I took him and uh, in all fairness he was a really nice I didn't ask him to see because I wasn't yeah. No, you are looking for the keyboard. Yeah. He, was, he was playing yeah. the right thing. <clears throat> and not known to me at the time, but our agent had already bought another guy called Steve Gray, oh. who um, was with Eric Delaney's band at the time that that it up. And Steve said, yeah, I'll join the band. So I, I had to tell, you know, he came on that night. I said, look, great, I'm sorry, but... He said, I haven't got a good job ever. I said, well, no. I said, because my agent has already booked somebody without me knowing. that. I said, Steve Ray. He said, oh, yeah, he's a good player, isn't he? Yeah. I said, well, I don't know. I've heard him yet. <laughs> Anyway, he went on to be a part of Sky. You know, this real massive band. But he, he, he transformed my band, really, yeah. because he could sit in the back of a bus. And, then I said, oh, and I said, we want to play so and so. He's got any horn parts? No, he's just right out of arrangement. And he used to do that for the the, 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 um, there was a big band program on a Monday night on, on radio, and uh, Barry Fulby and the end of whatever it is band, the arrangement by Steve Gray. he used to sit in the back How he did it? Just had the knowledge of, we you knew where all the notes were without, yeah. and he just write four trumpets five saxophones four trombones, drums piano bass and guitar yeah.
0: what a talent yeah.
1: and he was with me for 18 months he's a lovely guy yeah. he went. he went off he was doing things like
0: Friday night
1: is music night so Oh
0: yeah,
1: yeah. he tells some very funny stories about that there's a, there's a guy called John Hanson he used to be known as the, the yeah. desert yeah.
0: Anyway, Yeah, uh, yeah <laughs> he, he was
1: well known in the twenties sort of and thirties. Yeah, you know, he, he, he was singing from Do Re Mi, you know, from the whatever it is. Um, yeah, all of the um, sound music or something. Yeah, yeah, Do Re Mi, yeah. Do Re Mi, and, yeah. do-do-do, and right at the
0: end he
1: goes. The baby's also naughty. No, oh, the panic of me. Ah, correct me. Yeah, <that's laughs> good. Uh-huh. But, uh, he died. I was sharing my for uh, chairman, uh, all a few years on because uh, we had a guy in the band who knew, knew knew him very well. You know, yeah. so I um, so was playing a band called The Great British Dad. There, right. was a twelve-piece band it was a good band I loved getting all the yeah. top guys and all winners and all that I was the only one that never won anything I was a lead probably. so they, yeah. they wanted me in there because I knew the numbers and everything Yeah. and um Uh, He came along and it was great because we hadn't hadn't seen it over 15, 20 years uh, and his wife and me, were going to the wedding. And and, um, (coughs) he said, look, come down, you know, he's got this place down in uh, in Somerset.
0: And one of what I've got to quickly ask you about as well, you mentioned when we've chatted before about oh, Joe Cocker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what happened there?
1: Well, <laughs> it's a similar thing. It's, you know, Elton, he turned Elton up... Elton Johnson, well, Reg Dwight. Scenario yeah. again, well, Joe turned up and I'd already got a scene. you mm, know. Yeah. Um, and Joe turned up came all the way down from Sheffield. And uh, later I was tearing with him, you know. He was told the bill, we were doing these package shows. And, uh, he's great. He comes up to and you know, and he started home. He says, i I say, well, if I'd have thought about it, I'd have given you a fair break. <laughs> he said, well,
0: you don't have to worry about that now, do you? Yeah, that's right, yeah. By well, that point, he would need is, it. He was lovely guy. So the final subject, really, bring it back to football. Oh. And it's been fascinating, Charlie, about the music. We've got to get back to the depressing subject of football. Neither of us are particularly happy at the moment, relatively. Yeah. Um, you guys are not quite going here together. You're hit and miss, aren't you? Oh, well, there's uh, a
1: lovely word that's come into the English language. It's <laughs> spursy. <laughs> yes.
0: And I
1: I can't give a better name for what happens down there. I really can't understand it. They uh, just
0: never... They always stutter, don't they? Well, just when you think something's happening. Yeah, they there's light in a couple of places, you know, yeah. in, in, in the team. Yeah. I
1: mean, and what's amazed me more than anything else is that Erickson has come back. I'd have thought Tottenham would have opened the door for him, you know. Yeah. And he's gone to great... That was very marvelous down
0: there.
1: Yeah. He's made the last. They have won the last two games thanks to him. You know.
0: Yeah.
1: And that guy can see a pass. We well, haven't got anybody apart from our centre forward who can pass properly. I just what's there? Third player and it's so lit and miss. Mm. When it's when it's on form, it's great. But half the time, they don't see the, the, the. I don't know what it is. It's the speed that they pass the ball at. To me, is far too slow. Gives uh, people to get in the position quickly. Uh, it
0: right. not is... anything on the That sounds ominously familiar. What you've just said. Well, I, <laughs> that's well, what we have a problem with.
1: Well, I don't think you did because I saw Brighton uh, play Tottenham earlier in the cup this year, and they walked all over us so after we scored the first line, mm. I thought, Brighton. That's the way we should be playing. First so yeah. attacking, short passing. And they just dazzle the other side. Yeah. You know, I do think it's what happens to us. I think the other team have the ball far too long. And
0: by the time we get it, we're going to be it <laughs> on our day we are as you've described us. But for us, it's becoming inconsistent. We've not been doing enough of it recently. We're on a terrible run of form. We've now gone onto a new record of five successive defeats, which is a record in our Premier League uh, era. I'm not sure about the, f- the four years we had in the past, but this Premier League era, you know, when when stats began in 1992, <laughs> um, we've we've um, we've the first time we lost five in a row. And there's an excellent chance it could go to six on Wednesday oh, yeah. but um, it does depend which ter- which Spurs teams turn up and it also depends which prime teams turn up it's impossible to predict this one mm. um, but yeah it must be frustrating for you because you're a I club mean, of a certain size who ha- quite simply has to aspire to win trophies that, that is the
1: well the the thing is that over the last couple of years they've really not gone for the players that they should be going for yeah. you know I, I blame it it's solely unbelievable. I just think it's, it's too business minded there has got to be more football minded if they say that's the price they want for a player and the team want it they should pay it
0: yeah. and not start for you and not
1: that time squabbling over 25 million yeah. when you got you know you could bought the guy, got the best out of him and sold him on for more if, if
0: necessary. And that's the thing, if it's a good yeah. investment, you, it, it's big money but you, you can mo- earn money anyway if you need to yeah. by selling for a profit, that's what we're trying to do and, and all on scale of course. But DS, the fellow who um, was dazzling for Liverpool on Saturday against us, yeah I think you were in for him for example, weren't you? that's
1: right but they, they turned up with the, the, uh, the money, you know, yeah. you know he's, he's going
0: to be an absolute... Oh, yes. Already oh, looks brilliant, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: just about, you can see the lovely little touches, and he just chucks the defenders on, on the wrong foot all the time. Yeah. When yeah. I mean, you got some good, I was like, uh, well, we've got to go and play Liverpool, I think, to yeah. it yeah. yeah? Yeah. But we held them to a good draw and I think we should have won that top when, when we played them earlier in the season. We see the tournament on, I don't know how we never ever won that game on Saturday, we've lost, you know, direct passing the and it
0: was it, the difference in the teams, wasn't were, You know, yeah. every time we play, he, he scores a goal yeah, yeah. And of uh, course, this was a 3 2 defeat of Manu, was not it? Um, yeah. Kane scored again. Um, one thing I think, if, if you guys shine on Wednesday, it'll be the combo of Kane and Son would have to be at the top, top form. Yeah. That's gone on to a record number, isn't it? 37 yeah. combined uh, goals.
1: Well, we've been playing together for seven years now, yeah. so it's quite a
0: Should have had long time to get it together, yeah. you know. Yeah.
1: But they do know each other's going. And uh, I've noticed, I think, Sonny's slowing up a little bit. Yeah. He yeah. gets kicked a lot, so I suppose he's not. Yeah. But he's still a, a, a you know, fine player. But, I mean, he's not a, a workhorse, you know. He's, uh, he's uh, our... Sort of, Stallion out with another stallion, I don't know a stallion or whatever it is out front. Nice and on his own here, and if he finds a bit of space, he'll
0: use it. You know. Yeah,
1: no, yeah. You. yeah, I mean, a lovely play. I like watching him play.
0: Yeah, he's a good player, and it has been a brilliant combination. And Kane, in particular, I know there's been a lot of animosity because he's wanted to, um, you know, he wanted to move on. Now he's stuck with it. He's finally got back into some kind of scoring form. He scored the penalty, didn't he, at the weekend? Which he's moving past the other big famous scoring names, isn't he? He's gone past Henri. I think he's up with Lampard now, closing in on um, Aguero, and then probably Andy Cole. He could get either this season or next season. But um, after that, I think. um, after that, I think he's it's going to be hard to catch the other two, which is Rudy and Shearer. Oh. But um, you know, yeah, he's a long way. Yeah, a, a hell of a player, though. A amazing player. What's your thoughts on him? And what's your thoughts on how the season this season needs to finish for you to be satisfied? Uh, well, I don't
1: think I'm going to make top four. No, I'd like to see him get in the top six at least. You know, European
0: football,
1: but I would think that Conte will go at the end of the season. Mm. Like, you know, I think. Is he's, he's done a great good, a lot of deal with some players that should yeah. never be there. Mm. I hate mean, to say this, but and there's and about there. three defenders that I just don't know how they and brought them in the first place. I thought yeah. defenders yeah. learn to defend. Yeah. You know, and the, yeah. yeah. Oh, well. Every time we've had a good Tottenham team, we've had a good centre-half and a good centre-forward. Yeah. Yeah. Maurice Norman for years... Harry Clark, years and years ago, and uh, you know, just Martin Chivers, yeah, every time right a, you know, really Bobby Smith, and uh, it's, every time we've ended up with a really good centre forward, you know, we've, we've done well, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: and uh, unfortunately, it looks like we're not going to do up No, oh well, well, no.
0: I've got. I think I've got the idea of what you think about Brighton, because you've already said you like the quick, short, pass, snappy well, football. I, when
1: I saw Brighton in, on TV, I've seen quite a few of the games, and you know, they, they do play exciting football. Yeah. I mean, it's much more exciting on top of the stage. Well, I'm not you know, they're changing that gradually. But I still, for me, if you look at a team like Liverpool, the do they play, which hmm. um, I find more interesting than to the United City because I think Manchester City's they're like hypnotists Yes. I think yeah. they're just hypnotising you just stand there and that's what we're doing. because you never, you never see the ball that's a really good way <laughs> of
0: putting it actually
1: <laughs> you might read a book while you're out there you know um, but so uh, Liverpool it's just lovely flowing football and, and, and it, it's just amazing to watch yeah. it reminds me of, of the you know the teams years ago that's Oh, man. So, uh, you know, Benny's well that I Christian.
0: Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, if we can get more consistency and if we can carry on building what we've done, hopefully we've got a, a good future plan, good football coming up. In the meantime, we're desperate for a win, so if you don't mind, we'll, we'll have the three points well, on Wednesday. Having
1: seen <laughs> Spurs being very spursy, I think you've got every chance of being
0: something. <laughs> and it's on that classic note, the spursiness, <laughs> that we'll probably round it off. Mike, yeah. I could talk to you all day about this, but we'd probably better hit the stop button at this stage or we'll be all day. But um, it's been an absolute pleasure chatting about your past oh, and follow really? your thoughts on stairs. Oh, no. let's see what happens on wednesday yes yeah.
1: we're both praying aren't we absolutely <laughs>
0: yeah. cheers bye bye So thank you very much to my good mate from upstairs, my neighbour, Mike Cotton, who gave us his views on the game coming up, but also telling us about his musical background and also his Tottenham supporting history. Great to hear from him. Um, We now move to the game, of course. Let's see how how it all unfolds as I make my way down to the Amex for the game on Wednesday. Fingers crossed for a very overdue win. We've got a good record against Spurs, of course. I think it's two draws and a win in the last three games, I think that's right. Um, and we are certainly overdue a win in general this season after a run of five straight defeats, a record for the Premier League era, and our good run against Liverpool of having not lost in the last three, coming to an end last time out. So, we turn our attentions to the Amex 7.30 kick-off on Wednesday evening. It's the Albion versus Spurs. Fingers crossed, stand or fall, up the Albion.